How was your weekend, Iman? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know if you follow cricket or not, but it was a World Cup final. Yeah, so you know, it was an interesting one, at least this one. I, I was super keen to see how this new Pythair drop would come in. Um, you know, so I was just following up on that. Right. Interesting, interesting. So was, who, who was in the uh, finals then? Um, it was Australia versus India. And who won? Australia. <laughs> Interesting. I was going to say, I, I didn't see the actual um, match, but I, I did see the the upset fans from India. So I, I, am, I, I figured that was the case, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cricket's interesting because it's a, it's a game that's obviously like very, very popular globally but in the united states it is woefully undercovered um i've i've seen cricket quite a bit i'm still not completely sure i understand all the rules but um that's kind of like the interesting part is that despite how much relevance it has globally the u.s just hasn't really adopted it much it seems so um i'd be very interested to learn a lot like more about it because the amount of excitement i can see from people who watch it is makes me jealous I need more stuff. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, imagine having hundred and thirty thousand people right within an arena, all of them wearing a blue jersey and cheering up for the team. So it's a good sport. I do follow it, and of course, it was a Vegas uh, Grand Prix as well, the first one. So it was a sporty weekend for sure. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of videos on uh, TikTok of just people kind of just going on the escalators all throughout uh, the strip trying to find the best angle because they didn't end up paying to actually uh, watch, <laughs> watch the race. But uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Are you guys talking about cricket? We were. Uh, yeah. We oh, were. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my sport as well. So I, I was a semi-pro. Somewhat. <laughs> Adrian's a jack of all trades. Let's say that. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's get right into it. How's it going, everybody? Happy Monday. Hope you guys all having a great day so far. We're joined here with the Node Ops team. Uh, we're going to be talking about what they're building uh, in the Archway ecosystem that is all for infrastructure for developers and node operators. So, Let's just start off. My name is Miguel. I'm the social media lead here at uh, Phylabs, contributing to Archway. Uh, and we're joined here with Naman. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Majan. And hey, everyone. I'm Naman, and I'm the founder at NodeOps. And yeah, I've been working in the Cosmos ecosystem for a while. Was previously part of 
persistence team um you know and also uh, at asset mental team and currently working on neurops for past 6 to 7 months and super excited to share uh, the journey so far for us and what's in the pipeline as well awesome thank you so much and we're also joined here with uh crypto chem and adrian you guys want to give a little introduction Yeah, happy to. Um Cam or or Max, I go by either. Uh and yeah, I lead business development for Archway, um technically for Phi Labs, but we are a her contributor to Archway, so that's kind of my role is working with a lot of different developers and teams within the ecosystem, um helping onboard them and really just identifying um different use cases for Archway to to really give people an idea of what you can build and and how you can take advantage of the incentive model. And I think uh what Naman has here is is kind of cool in a few ways. One cuz it can take advantage of the incentive model but also just provides a tool that's needed for not only um archway developers but really um all cosmos sdk developers I think could benefit from this. Yeah, so yeah, I'm Adrian so I'm part of the developer relations team at at Phylabs. So my main role is to make sure that devs have the resources necessary to, to build the best dapps on top of Archway. So yep, I've gone through the NodeOps platform and it's something that um, from uh, a dev developer learning um, standpoint is awesome. And also for building and deploying dapps is a very useful tool. Awesome. Thank you so much for the intros, guys. So yeah, let's get right into it. Naiman, a uh, question for you. Uh what is NodeOps and what is the motivation behind building infra for devs and node operators? Got it. Awesome and uh, you know, in a very simple term, imagine this to be a a curated infrastructure that is specifically focused to simplify the development infrastructure, right? So if you look at today's uh web3 protocols spaces any new developer looking to tap from a traditional background even though being an experienced one one of the very first challenges which they face is to have uh you know very simplified infrastructure for uh you know their their tasks their applications and all the challenges which they goes through uh just you know ensures that you know they would not be retained for a protocol nodeops eliminates these barriers by offering you know something what we call a containerized infrastructure that would enable developers to focus on the core application layer while we taking care of the infrastructure layer right so as the name suggests we first started with simplifying the redundant processes for node operators how did we did that was by leveraging ai as an infra right so it's not just a gpt engine where you have certain documentations when trained and you will get a response but what we do is we uh, streamline the operations and ensure that you have an interactive environment when you're starting to learn about a particular protocol as well as you know uh, have a preset templates for you so imagine if you want to spin up a validator node or want to deploy uh, a simple nft contract now you can just come on the platform uh you know get the templates which are generated based on your code snippets uh you know and running ai in the backend but also try it within the same environment so rather than setting everything from scratch what we focus on is to give the entire infra for you where you can test out the applications at ease 
using an interactive version right so the motivation for us has always been you know there has been so many chatter around uh, simplifying the developer user experiences to have more and more application centric developers coming in and building on web3 and you know we we saw what ai could do towards uh, simplifying all the repetitive and the structured processes and i think it was the easiest way out for developers to just leverage something called github copilots and we have seen lot of versions of it already what we wanted to focus on was how can you actually make it more infra centric right and that is where we built out node ops initially purely focused towards node operators so now anyone can come on the platform just ask i want to spin up a validator node on let's say archways constantine testnet right and uh, it would automatically give you the script you can try out that script within the sim environment if you like it there is a one click deployment in the backend where we are leveraging akash as the deployment uh layer so taking it purely in a in a purely decentralized fashion but keeping the ux and the overall developer experience very similar to what a traditional developer would go through in their um you know regular uh, journey right so this was the motivation for us and uh, you know the mission is very straightforward that we want to provide developers and node operators with the most simplistic environment and that is where we are uh, also creating an on-chain incentivization layer uh, by leveraging archways reward module that encourages more developers experienced node operators to join and businesses to be onboarded into particular web3 protocols so in simple terms anywhere uh, any infrastructure or any protocol where node ops would be supported or node ops would offer their services we would be leveraging archways reward engine for incentivizing the active users on the platform and this is exactly what uh you know aligns with the broader sustainable revenue capture engine uh, as the vision which archway has been uh, you know definitely showing a huge amount of traction for the last couple of quarters as well right so that's just a quick overview about um, you know what was the motivation what's the mission for us and um, you know in terms of chain supports and uh, the roadmap i'll definitely talk about it in later parts back to you mr awesome yeah that that was that was a, a lot to kind of like unload there but i'm excited to kind of hear what's what's more on the roadmap but in the meantime um what is the use case for your preset templates and how can developers earn by submitting such templates right so you know imagine you know there are certain adrs or issues been raised on github and you already know that there are certain developers from the traditional background or from the experienced open source contributors to a particular foundation uh, been contributing and resolving those issues or contributing to this adrs why are their development efforts right but right now the only way they would be incentivized in a traditional format would be via bounties or via some contractual mechanism but if you look at it whatever contributions they do it has been leveraged by so many other developers who are building on top of 
for example, Archway, right? So what we're doing here is all of these templates, which would be contributed by the community, right? There is, uh, there is a contract in the backend, which would automatically store the record on chain. And the objective to take it on chain and have an on-chain incentivization is to ensure that every time another user or any new user is leveraging this particular template being contributed by a developer, the original developer would be rewarded in form of royalties and incentives, right? So that's the way we set up the mechanism that any developer can come in, contribute their templates, which would be super helpful to streamline the responses being generated by our engine. And every time any new developer is trying to, you know, uh, leverage or consume this particular template being contributed uh, by the user, the, you know, the original owner of those particular templates would be rewarded, right? So that's the way uh, we have set up this uh, preset templates and, uh, you know, contribute and own section on the platform. Could could you give a, a like an example of a, a a template that could be implemented? Right. So, uh, you know, it can be a very simple. For example, deploying a CW seven twenty one based NFT contract, or it can be as simple as executing an OZ uh, to interact with Archway CLI. Right. So these template, the topics for those templates can be set up by the foundations. The topic for these templates can be a simple bug bounty bash as well. So we've kept it very holistic based on whatever could be the requirements for foundations. But uh, in a generic term, it can be as simple as you going to GitHub and raising a PR, right? And the same format you can just submit here as a template and earn on-chain rewards for it. Awesome. And also you mentioned that you use uh, AI. Uh, does your AI chat solution utilize ChatGPT or is it based on a custom AI solution that you guys built? Um, yeah, so the data being prepared for training the model has been you know, ensured that we focus more on developer-centric uh, you know, responses. So if, even if you ask a simple question to the NodeOps chat interface, uh, it would not give you the philosophical responses. It would be more focused towards the code snippets, the developer-centric walkthroughs and tutorials. So what we have done is we have uh, we've gone through the majority of the GitHub repositories, uh, you know, tokenized the, um, you know, data set in such a way that every time a question has been asked by the end user, the responses are more developer centric. So we are leveraging OpenAI uh, in the backend, but the engine is fine tuned, the model is fine tuned uh, by leveraging an open source model on Hugging Face, right? And um, the responses are more focused towards developer centric use cases, right? And code snippets. So yes, the a model is, you know, inspired by OpenAI and is open source on Hugging Face, but the data for it, which goes, and it's a purely automated process now. So every time a new update has been pushed, let's say on Archway Docs or any of the Archway GitHub, the engine would automatically be training in the backend and you would get the most updated response whenever you'd like to interact 
uh, and get some updates on a particular query you have. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely very helpful for a lot of developers. Kind of, it just I feel like with AI these days, the ease of use is so much more incredible than just kind of having to read through docs when you can just ask a simple question on the bot. But are there any limitations right now to the chat AI? Like, for example, can it help me build out a smart contract on Archway, for example? Yes, it can. So not just smart contract, but, you know, what we've done is we've focused more on Cosmosm as well here, right? So what we're doing is uh, we have a Cosmosm simulator in our playground, right? That is something which I've not touched yet. So playground is a fully end-to-end managed infrastructure. So imagine... For example, currently Archways collaborating with Dora Hacks for certain hackathon initiatives, right? So um, the last thing any new developer looking to get started with Archway would want is the initial setup issues for them. What we are doing is we are creating this entire playground. As the name suggests, it's a ground for you to play with Archway, right? So what we do is we have simulators for Cosmosm in this playground. We have all the repositories that might be required for an end user to get started with Archway. Already installed, already configured with testnet accounts been set for you so that now you can literally just focus on the application layer. All the initial setup has been taken care by us. So yes, you can you know, not, not only generate the smart contracts, but actually deploy and test it out on the simulator side of things as well. Yeah, the playground feature is a is a very um, it's, um, it's a unique feature. I've never seen like a full IDE solution um, via the browser. So yeah, that's a feature that I really like. But does the so so I've used the playground, but I didn't like I've logged in and and done some stuff, but I didn't try logging out, logging back in to see if the state is saved, for example. Um, is it does it work similar to what you get from a desktop solution where all states save everything is um related to my account so there's no sharing going on in the background exactly that's a very good question and uh you know initially we were not actually storing the states when the focus was to node operators because uh because of certain uh security issues as well but later on we realized that if we have to get into the developer-centric, you know, initiatives as well here. What we did was now every playground instance that has been created via NodeOps, right? It is fully containerized, maintained in such a way that now all of these containers are deployed on Akash, right? So every on playground, the, the state would be stored. It would be fully secured and, um, you know, ensuring that whenever you log in next time, all of the repositories, all the codes and everything that you have interacted with is already preserved and stored for you. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you brought up the security um, issue because that was another question I had where from a security standpoint, like if I execute a command or if I load my private key in that instance, um, is there anything I should be worried about? Like, would so, could somebody um, like do something to copy my private key, for example? No. So, you know, 
Oh, definitely. This was something which we had thoroughly tested out in our playground as well. So every time you interact with, um, you know, playground light version that we call the trite functionality, which we have, right? The last two commands by default in the backend are to delete those keys. So we are not taking custody of any kind of keys here. We are not managing the keys at all. It's up to the node operators and developers to use the test accounts if they want. And if they're putting out their code, uh, you know, seeds or private keys here, we ensure that it's been pruned at the last stage, right? So we are not storing the state of the terminal or the CLI here. We are storing the state of the repositories and directories in your workspace, right? So that is a one big step which we had to take to ensure that uh, you know there is no security attack or any kind of attack vector possible for node operators specifically. Okay, great. Uh, one one more quick question before uh, yeah. I pass on to those. Like, so I realized that you you know offer like a node as a service yeah. um, solution. I didn't know that existed before. So right now. Uh, validators can spin up a node through the node ops platform and manage that node through your platform. Yes. So, you know, all you have to do is just ask, uh, you know, uh, spin up a validator node on Archways testnet. It would give you this template. You can try that template out right there, right? If you like, and if you all, if you are already aware of the parameters, and everything it would by default set up the parameters as well based on the model been trained all you have to do very soon would just be to deploy click on deploy it would give you all the options we are going to give the options for users to use ferron akash uh you know and multiple other cloud providers as well wherein you can just select and it would automatically take you to those pages so we are now going to have a vertical integration with the marketplaces as well, right? So Speron is, by the way, already done. There is one more in the pipeline and, uh, you know, Akash team has already approved uh, the deployment layer. So everything is happening in the backend, but very soon you would also have an interface where you could actually deploy all of this stuff in one click. Awesome. And Naman, so tell us what's on the roadmap. Do you have any alpha that you can share for everyone on the call? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, couple of things which are on the roadmap in terms of expansion of node ops towards multiple different chains. So, you know, very soon by leveraging Archway's reward engine, uh, we would be expanding it to five more chains into Cosmos, right? Which we have already got a go ahead of. Two of them would be uh, you know, a very new chains from testnet front, which would be very exciting for us because that was the purpose for us to build node ops to, you know, test it out at scale, uh, for people to try around and testnet is an arena where people actually try around a lot of stuff, right? So, uh, two of them would be from testnet. Three of them would be, uh, directly at mainnet with, you know, I could say that the top 10 active chains in terms of developer activity. So I'm super excited for that. Next one would be the vertical integration, which I talked about, right? So uh, NodeOps is selected by uh, GCP for the Google Cloud for their Web3 startup program, 
right? So we would now have Node-Ops templates directly in GCP's marketplace as well. So that gives a better discovery for our services, our offerings to a much wider institutional, um, you know, uh, giants as well who are looking to tap into certain Cosmos-based projects as well. Uh, that second one and a huge add-on for us to expand our offerings to a very new uh, vertical. Third one would be there are a couple of partnerships in place in terms of, uh, you know, having a direct integration of our APIs, right? So for example, with Sferon, Sferon is again one of the cloud and a compute layer infra provider, um, you know, and we would be having our integration with them wherein right now they don't focus more on providing node operator side of things. So what we'll be doing is we'll be providing the templates to them. Anyone can come in, um, you know, there would be just click on deploy and then it would automatically deploy on Speron, but leverage our templates, right? So that would create a huge amount of ecosystem revenue sharing engine for node ops as well. And the fourth one and the most exciting one for us would be to actually, you know, scale up our incentivization layer via partnership into hackathons. So I am in talks with one of the largest hackathons, um, you know, around EVM side as well, by the way. So, uh, you know, we would be preparing the playground for them to test out um you know at least 800 to 1200 developers within two days uh working on certain things and entire submission entire uh you know process which they have to follow for during this hack would be powered by node ops right so there would be an incentivization layer on top of it as well so i'm super excited for a couple of this front um and definitely you know Last but not the least in terms of node ops, um, you know, fundraising side of things as well. We have received uh, and officially closed a couple of commitments in our initial round. But yeah, um, you know, if things go well by December end or January end, um, we would be closing our pre-seed round as well. Awesome. Yeah, congratulations on that. And I think, yeah, there was a lot of uh, information to take in but Naman, uh thank you so much um i'm leaving the floor open to any questions from the audience if you guys have any questions to ask Naman or adrian um definitely uh request and i'll, I'll come bring you up yeah another quick question Naman. yeah so i know that you have uh one click deployment um i'm not sure how that works but Outside of the one-click deployment, how does the monitoring and vulnerability tracker or tracking system works? Oh yeah, that is something which you know we actually didn't discuss as well, right? Thanks for bringing that up, Adrian. So um, imagine you know you having so many developers contributing to a foundation, right? And if there are any attack vectors, if there are any vulnerabilities right now for the developer to know that their app might be exposed. The only way for them to know is either via official communications from foundations over Discord, over Twitter, right? What we're doing is we have a fully automated vulnerability and monitoring tracker that, uh, that not only runs per day or on certain time, but every time a new commit has been pushed, 
to the repositories been marked by us, it would automatically trigger a pipeline in the backend, which would take care of generating various vulnerability scanning, right? And generate reports on top of it, right? So all of these reports, and it's a very standard practice when followed by multiple different foundations as well. But uh, one thing that we are doing on top of it is to ensure that the developers actually know that their app might be exposed to certain things, right? So what we're doing is if a user is signing in with GitHub, they would automatically be notified, you know, if just like you have this uh, security token mailers from GitHub, right? That, hey, this repositories, um, you know, you need to upgrade them all of those notifications that you get from GitHub. Now you would also get that for your uh, DAP been built in form of a severe vulnerability being found in this repository on this commit by this user. Hope your app is not exposed to it, right? So something like this, which is more focused towards monitoring and vulnerability side of things, which again plays a very important role for any developer uh, when it comes to security front. So we are ensuring that all of this process is automated so that there is very minimal maintenance side of things from our end, right? And all we have to do is just set it up once, have a right set of repositories been marked where we want to check, uh, keep a check of this monitoring tracker. And the pipeline would by itself take care of notifying, updating, uh, regenerating the reports on every commits. Go ahead, Adrian. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I was wondering if that process also is executed when a deployment is done. So for example, if someone makes a change and quickly clicks deploy, which shouldn't happen, but I'm just saying, would that process also be executed on deployment? Um, yeah, it's an epoch-based, right? So if, if a deployment is done on a new repository, you can raise a request to... Uh, you know, get the vulnerability tracker been updated for you. But, uh, you know, if you're talking about already pinned repositories from our end, then it would be automated. But if it's a very new repository from a developer's end, they can actually raise a request for, um, you know, getting the reports out. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Is there any more questions that uh, maybe the audience um, has? If not, we can uh, go ahead and end the call here. Uh, thank you so much, Naman, for coming on and uh, talking about NodeOps. I'm sure this is going to be an amazing uh, project, and the AI uh, chat solution will be a huge lift in a lot of the developers looking to build um, dApps on Archway. So with that being said, uh, make sure you guys go follow the NodeOps Twitter account. It is co-hosted right there. Uh, thank you so much, Adrian, Kem, and Naman for uh, coming on to the uh, spaces, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks again for joining. And like we said, make sure to check out the NordOps app and, and give it a shot. Um, I think a lot of people could definitely benefit from it. So um, we're excited to have it on board in Archway and excited to see it expand across the cosmos. Thanks, Max. Thanks for all the support so far. Of course. Have a great one, Naman.
Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of pain. Red down days, got him acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological. Bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better a place smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps clowns white knight and all these maybellines they call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity got a planet in reach coming standard to each i'm on the back 10 stargazing after the siege commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east y'all better sign a release when i'm bumping these beats hands up if i got Motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served